Father in heaven, we're thankful for your many blessings, and we enter your gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. We pray the words of the psalmist, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, thou that leadest your people like a flock, thou that dwellest between the cherubims, shine forth. Stir up thy strength and calm and save us. Turn us again from our sins, from worldliness, from fear, and cause thy face to shine upon us, and we shall be saved. Revive us and reform us throughout this midday power surge is our prayer. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Greetings, salutations. Welcome to this midday power surge, Monday, May 4th, 2020. This is your pilgrim journey. This is your spiritual oasis on this pilgrim journey toward heaven. Welcome one, welcome all to this midday power surge. All right, friends, Monty, Stella, Karen, TK, Jason, Destiny. All right, Augustine, Romario, Jules. All right, friends, welcome one. Welcome all to this midday power surge. Friends, there are many things on my mind today. So many things running through my mind at this time. But I want to share with you one particular potent point, And that is my perspective from the Bible and the spirit of prophecy regarding the time to exodus these cities to move into the rural district the time for the great exodus to go home with jesus christ and friends that sign has come already and many of god's professed people are still looking for a future sign when the sign has already arrived before i segue into that so many thoughts on my mind today it's a great burden. All right, friends. I want to share with you two scriptures. Write them down. Note them. And then I'm going to share with you a current event. And these two scriptures complement this current event. It gives greater understanding of why this is happening all around us. The first scripture is Exodus chapter 23, verse 27 through verse 29. Live audience, praise God for you. Put that scripture down. Joshua chapter 24, verse 12 through verse 13. And these scriptures mention hornets. Yes, my friends. And a third scripture is Matthew 24, where the Bible speaks about signs to usher in the great crisis and the second coming of Jesus. And one of those signs in verse 7 is famine, hornets, bees, famine. Take a look. Headline, May 3rd, 2020. Tracking the murder hornet, a deadly pest, has reached North America. And what word can we derive from pest? Pestilence? 
That's Matthew 24, 7. With famine? Listen. Back now with what's called murder hornets, reported in the U.S. for the first time. Here's ABC's Zoreen Shah. Tonight, killer hornets invading the U.S. and Canada. Asian giant hornets, also known as murder hornets, spotted in Washington state, and they prey on honeybees that pollinate much of our food. If the bees go, we go. So, uh... mm. Again, if the bees go, we go. Famine, brothers and sisters. Again, read those scriptures. Let's now go back to Matthew chapter 24. The Bible tells us signs that will precede the end. Note these verses, verse 7 through verse 9. We covered the wars, the famine, the pestilence, the earthquakes in diverse places. Verse 8, all these are the beginning of sorrow. And verse number 9 tells us, we shall be hated of all nations. Don't you forget that. I'm going to show you something that is going to be a revelation. You will no longer doubt that we're living in the last days. And even though I'm going to show these things, some people are still going to be incredulous. Headline says, May 3rd, 2020, Pope Francis calls for global unity on coronavirus vaccine search and its distribution. Mr. Francis, a prominent spiritual voice amid the coronavirus pandemic, said on Sunday that he supported the world's scientists who are uniting in the search for a vaccine. And he said the vaccine must be distributed everywhere once it is found. And return, my friends, in Great Controversy, page 589. While appearing to the children of men as a great physician who can heal all their maladies he will bring disease and disaster until popular cities are reduced to ruin and desolation so those my friends who are posing as physicians as benefactors of the race those who try to pose as they have great concern for mankind are the ones who are bringing the disease and the disaster until popular cities are reduced to what? Get back to the quotation, first paragraph, last phrase. Until popular cities are reduced to ruin and desolation. And who does the Bible call the abomination of desolation? It is the papacy, popery. It goes on. Listen carefully. Red words underlined. The Pope said on Sunday that he supported the world's scientists with vaccination. Well, what are the world's scientists, the leading ones in harmony, allied with Fauci, Jesuit educated, and with Mr. Gates? They are attempting to depopulate the world. The Pope has now revealed himself again. And what are we told, my friends, in Patriarchs and Prophets? Page 97. In the days of Noah, just before the flood, all those who listened, adhered to 
the words of those scientists, the great men of the earth, those people were lost, did not get on board the ark. They went against God, God's principles of truth. And Matthew 24 says, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when in the last days. Move on. It says, the Pope extended that unity to all spiritual traditions, proclaiming that believers of all religions should unite spiritually for a day of prayer, fasting, to implore God, to help humanity overcome the coronavirus pandemic on what date, my friends? On May 14th. Look at the connection. Let's combat pestilence, COVID-19, with the scientists' vaccine. It must go globally. In the same breath, a global unity among religions. Religions also among merchants and state leaders. On what date? May 14th. Live audience, what was the Pope pushing for or planning to do? On May 14th, 2020, that was later on postponed. Pushed back until the autumn, the fall of 2020. Well, here it is, live audience. Here it is. The Global Educational Pact, May 14th, 2020, a global alliance, civil leaders, church leaders, merchants of the earth. And notice, friends, at the foundation, the platform was the encyclical Laudato Si to combat climate change. Sunday, rest my law. And I showed you, Laudato Si has six chapters. The sixth chapter covers ecological, education, and spirituality. And that sixth subtopic, sub-theme, covers sacramental signs and the celebration of rest. Paragraph 237, Sunday worship by law. So we have six chapters, the sixth subheading, and the sixth theme. All right, friends, it's clear where we are. Sunday rest, my law. And now here it is. Left off your screen, May 14th, the Pope is calling for a day of fasting, prayers, supplications for the good of all humanity. Does that sound like common good? It goes on, red words. Notice in red, to safeguard, to bring about security, and to bring about prosperity. What are we told, my friends? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 3, For when they shall say, Peace and safety, sudden destruction shall come. In that time, God's people must not be found asleep but be found awakened, awake, having on the armor of God. And what are we told in Daniel chapter 8? Which power will be pushing for peace and safety, but he's using craft. 
He has diabolical intentions, ulterior motives. It is the Pope of Rome. Then it says back to the screen, last red words, the phrase, this May 14th global unity, the this tell, not Bible, this tells us is for prosperity. All right. What are we told in Great Controversy, page 590? It says, Sunday, rest by law. Sunday, rest by law to bring back, to restore divine favor and also what, my friends, temporal prosperity. Does anyone know what May 14th is connected to? Why would the Pope, friends, follow this? So on May 14th, 2020 was the educational global pact that was planned and announced publicly in 2019 based on COVID-19 pandemic crisis or pandemic this crisis it was postponed until the fall of 2020 but the Pope could not allow May 14th to pass unnoticed so now he calls for a global unity. Same agenda. And now with universal vaccination to combat not only climate change, but a pestilence called coronavirus. Friends, May 14th is the day the papacy celebrates Saint Corona. My friends, this is from the CatholicSun.com. My wife just put this bug in my ear. This point in my ear. Their feast is May 14th. Saint Corona and Saint Victor. May 14th, my friends. Corona, two crowns. It's clear. And yet how many nations, churches are going to unite and form this solidarity? Who must awaken them, friends? Come back to the screen. It says carefully, watch. Then the Pope says, second sentence, the Pope has been keeping close tabs on the coronavirus pandemic on May 14th. Listen carefully. Seeing the Pope sees it as a nudge from nature, as our sins overrun, our limitations. The Pope connects COVID-19 with climate change, as you can see right here on the screen. It's clear as day. Let's get back. Then the Pope now says, red words, he's calling for unity, May 14th, in the face of the twin. What's that word, friends? The twin climate and coronavirus crisis. Twin climate and coronavirus crises. Well, friends, what are we told in Adventist homepage 340? What is God's twin institutions? Come on, friends. Live audience. What are God's twin institutions? Marriage and the Sabbath. All right, friends. Does Satan have a twin institution? Yes. What are they, my friends? To counter God's twin institutions. It is Sunday sacredness and spiritualism. Natural immortality of the soul.
And spiritualism is also connected to sodomy, same-sex union. Yes. And the devil through the papacy will use, watch carefully, his twin crises. What are his twin crises? Climate change and pestilences. Climate change and COVID-19 or maybe COVID-20, COVID-21. You know what they're calling for. To overthrow God's true marriage and God's true Sabbath and then persecute those who refuse to accept Sunday rest by law. Let's make it plain. Has the Pope said Sunday must be enforced to combat climate change? Yes. Has he said nature is having a fit so he must rest on Sunday? To bring down pollutions? It's clear, friends. Live audience, are these points clear? Now notice, my friends. Let's get back now. May 3rd, 2020. Headline says, this is from Antonio Gutierrez. Is he Jesuit trained? What is he calling for, my friends? Global peace, humanity, and solidarity. And he joined global unity, my friends. Coronavirus. And once the Pope brings forward, watch carefully, this law, Sunderest my law, to combat calamities and combat pestilences, his twin crises, he is going to be crowned civil ruler, king of the world. King of the world. Remember, this is not conjecturing. In 1798, what did the papacy lose to receive her deadly wound officially? She lost her kings. She lost her crowns. She lost what, my friends? She lost her kings. She lost her kingly power. She lost the armies. She lost her crown. Because the papacy is a twin institution. Head of church, head of state. The head of state wears the crown. Get the point, friends? Yes. And once Sunday is enforced as the law of the land, now she regains her crown. And it's not accidental. The Pope is using coronavirus. Corona means crown. For the nations to enforce Sunday rest by law beginning in America, and then she becomes king of the world. What has Europe labeled the Pope? Father of Europe, king of Europe. But it begins here, my friends, in America. And what says Revelation chapter 18? The Pope sits. She will say, I sit as a queen. What do queens wear? Crowns, Revelation chapter 18, verse 2 through verse 9. But Babylon will fall, my friends. That crown will fall. I wonder who will allow it. I wonder who will. Those found in Revelation chapter 18, verse 1 and verse 4, who are receiving the lateral power and proclaiming the loud cry message. All right, friends, I must hasten on. Go back to Matthew 24 with me. 
This global unity is not accidental. In the context, watch the context, famine, climate crisis, and coronavirus, pestilences crisis. And verse number 9 of Matthew 24 says, Then, what comes next? Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And you shall be hated by how many nations? By all nations. For God's name's sake. That means. That means. For us to be hated by all nations. It means all nations must unite. Is that point clear my friends? They must form a solidarity. They must conflate. Have a working synergy. Contextually, what will bring them together? Matthew 24, wars, famine, pestilences, COVID-19, COVID-20, calamities, climate change. We are here, friends. We are here. These are nails in sure places. Yet God's people are still incredulous, apathetic. I wonder how God feels. When the signs are here, yet his people are the dumb dogs, the leaders, won't even bark and sound the alarm. How does God feel? When his people are incredulous to these signs, have no deep concerns for their salvation, how does God feel? Let's not guess. He tells us, Revelation 3, he feels sick to his stomach. So much so that God says, he feels nauseous. He says, I'm going to spew. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 through verse 21. Read it, friends. Especially verse 16. Spew you out of my mouth. Closing probation. Friends, that means we must be found in constant readiness. What's that term, my friends? Constant readiness. Write down again. I'm I'm making my segue now. Transitioning. First Peter chapter 3, verse 15. In constant readiness. Yes. Also write down. Luke 21, verse 36. Watch therefore always. Pray therefore always. Constant readiness, my friends. And we are to leave each day as if that day were our last day upon this earth. Look at this statement, my friends. That I may know him. Page 358. It's clear. Now, friends, I want to share something with you. I covered that yesterday. I want everyone to go to Matthew chapter 17. Beloved. This is a point that caused me to tremble. The Bible tells us in Matthew 17, verse 1 through verse number 9, Jesus is on the mount with his disciples. He is transfigured before them. And the Bible tells us the disciples understood. Now, this was indeed the promised Messiah. The disciples said to Jesus, how then? The scribes said, Elijah 
must first come before you come. How are you here? And we, your disciples, have not yet seen Elijah. What was Christ's response? Elijah truly must first come to restore all things, to get you restored, to get you ready. Elias, Elijah has come already. But you did not know. The people were ignorant. Oh, my friends. And they understood it to be John the Baptist, verse 10 through verse 13. And they rejected John, persecuted John, beheaded John. My point is this. The whole church members, leaders, people were looking for a sign to proceed the first advent of Jesus to be restored, to get ready. But the sign had already come. Even the disciples were ignorant. What is God saying to us, my friends? Could it be some of us close disciples, some of us who claim to believe in present truth, are looking for a particular sign, signs that will show us it's time to get ready. It's time to be in the country. It's time for the mark. It's time for the second coming of Christ. But those signs, plural, that sign, singular, has already come, but we're ignorant. Do you know what's shocking, friends? The sign came because this is when Christ began his public ministry. He's now on the mount. Matthew 17. The sign had already come when John the Baptist was born. How many years? were these before Matthew 17? At least 30 years. Because Christ began his public ministry when he was 30. Does it make sense, friends? Could it be we're looking for a sign to get ready when the sign came 30 years ago? Furthermore, John began his ministry six months before Jesus. The sign had already come. The closest disciples of Jesus were around the sign in the person of John the Baptist and were still ignorant. Why? They were listening to the scribes, preachers, teachers, prominent educators of the day. Ignorant. What is God saying to us for the second coming of Christ, my friends? Hmm? Are we looking for a sign when the, to come in the future? When the sign has already come? Go to Luke 21 with me. Let's build on this. Are you ready, my friends? In Luke 21, it's my burden today, my friends. So much thoughts on my mind. In Luke 21, did Christ give the Christians signs or a sign singular? Look for this sign. When you see it, flee. To the countries. What was that sign in Luke 21? Verse 20 and verse 21. When you shall see. Jerusalem. Surrounded with armies. No. The desolation thereof is nigh. If you're in the city. Flee to the mountains. And do not come back. 
All right, friends. How many times was Jerusalem surrounded with armies? How many times? Live audience. How many times? It was twice. AD 66 by Cestius. And AD 70 by Titus. It's clear, friends. But now notice. Cestius's surrounding of Jerusalem in AD 66 was just a sign to the Christians of what could have been. What should have been. And the Christians saw that as the sign. What should have been. What could have been. And they fled. To the countries. The sign was repeated under which general? Titus in AD 70. What happened? At that point, it was too late. Too late to leave. What happens, my friends, when a city is surrounded? Friends, now we don't have to speculate or conjecture. Because COVID-19 policies have shown us what happens when a city is surrounded. You are quarantined. Movements are restricted. Freedoms repudiated. Postponed. Trampled on the foot. Famine takes place. Food trucks are limited. What more can I say, my friends? That means, when are we to move to the, to the countries? When? At the Sunday law? I'm going to give you my perspective. When we use this sign in Jerusalem, AD 66, we are to look for signs, a sign that show us what could have been, what should have been, and make that the sign to lead the cities to the countries. If we wait until the Sunday law, that would be AD 70. Don't take my words for it. Because I know we have some Seventh-day Adventists who say, just wait, stay in the cities, and wait until the Sunday law. Then you can move. Because the Spirit of Prophecy says in volume 5, page 464, this. What's this, Pastor? I'll get to it. Let's build on the foundation first. Let's people say this is a gospel according to Andrew Henriquez. Look, Great Controversy, page 30. It says, blue words, after quoting Luke 21, verse 20. It says, the Romans on the Cestius had surrounded the city. They unexpectedly abandoned the siege without the least apparent reason. Red words, red words. The promised sign, singular, had been given to the waiting Christians. Blue words, last phrase. The Christians took their flight. When did they flee? When was the promised sign? Since Jerusalem was surrounded twice. When was the promise signed to leave? AD 70 or AD 66? 
AD 66, Cestius, when the Christians saw what could have been, what should have been, but God held back the winds of strife. When are we to flee? When Titus came, came, then came a desolation. When are we to flee? When the abomination of desolation brings forth a Sunday law through the, the, the states beginning in America. Let me just say this. It may be too late. Based on this precedent, precedent, we must flee now, my friends. Notice now. GC 31 again. Cestius retreated. Red words. Then it says, my friends, on the Titus, the siege was resumed. The sign was repeated. It wasn't a new sign. The same sign. It reoccurred. What happened, my friends? It was too late at that time. Too late. My friends, what if God had allowed? The COVID-19 policies to usher in a Sunday law. Were we ready? And friends, I'm not condemning you. This is not to lambast you. We are together in this. I feel your pain. Because we are all praying. We are all planning to move. To get out of bondage. Christ is touched with our infirmities. But be careful. You may be listening to a modern day scribe. Wait for some sign. Wait for the Sunday law. And it may be too late for you. COVID-19 policies scream, telling us, shouting, telling us, sounding the alarm, awakening us. It may be too late. Here's the quotation now. Volume 5 Page 464, Sister White is telling us to move to the countries. What does she use? What does she use as the progenitor, as the precedent? What does she use? Listen, the time is not for distant when. Like, what's like? A simile. What's like? A comparison. Like the early disciples. We shall be forced to seek a refuge in desolate and solitary places. What's as? A word of comparison. As the siege. Siege, singular. As the siege of Jerusalem by the Roman armies was the signal, singular, for the flight of the Christians. Pause right there, my friends. What siege was the signal for flight? What siege was the signal for flight? AD 70 or AD 66? Because both were sieges. Which one? AD 66, Cestius. When the Christians saw what could have been and what should have been, if God did not hold back the winds of strife. Since that is the precedent, that is the progenitor, that is the spiritual ancestor, that is the example, when are we to flee? No, Sunder Law? Come back. Then she says, 
was the signal, that siege was the signal for flight. So the assumption of power on the part of our nation in the decree enforcing the papal Sabbath will be a warning to us. I'll come back to that one phrase. Red words. It will then be time to leave the large cities. Preparatory to leaving the smaller ones for retired homes in the secluded places among the mountains. Many people use that one little phrase before the red words and after the underlined black words. Wait until the Sunday law is enforced, then leave the city because Sister White says so. She did not say that. I'm giving you a Bible, spirit of prophecy, and history. AD 66 was the signal for flight, not AD 70. So question, friends. Since A, watch carefully, AD 66 was the signal for flight. Why? The Christians saw what could have been, what should have been, but God retracted it. Flee now. That means when we begin to see, let me say signs, plural. When we begin to see signs, events, wherein Sunday is being pushed to be enforced to combat climate change, to combat pestilences, to combat famine. All these are signs, events, repeating. What could be, and if God did not hold the events back, what should be, when are we to leave? When I ask a question, when were we surrounded? Friends, we were surrounded in 1888. I'm not sure what we're waiting on. Oh, that was long ago. That was too far in the, in the past, Pastor. John the Baptist was born 30 years at least 30 years before Christ was in the mount in Matthew 17. The sign had already come, Luke chapter 1. So don't say because it was so far in the future, it couldn't be. The sign is simply being repeated. Cestius was the sign. Titus was a repetition of the sign. Question, friends. Are we hearing civil leaders saying, we need a bill to force people to go to church on Sunday to bring back morality. The sign is already here. Look at the screen, my friends. What happened September 11, 2001? I'll come back to that statement. Look at this, my friends. Arizona Senator. Probably, we should be debating a bill, a what, friends? Requiring, requiring every American to attend a church of their choice on Sunday to see if we can get back to having a moral rebirth. What are we told in Great Controversy? Page 587, the chapter entitled, The Impending conflict 
Thunder will be enforced to bring back morality is the sign here. Hear me. And any other, any other politician, church leader who come after this point saying Sunday law for morality is, a, is the same sign being what? Repeated. So all those scoffers and hypocritical preachers among us who say, stop talking about these current events. Every time something on the news come out, you want to talk about it. Those are your dumb dogs. Whether they're found in conference churches or in so-called independent ministries, independent churches from the 7th Day Adventist Conference, these are your dumb dogs. Run far from them, my friends. Hypocrites. 1888, the sign came. And the Lord, like Cestius, the Lord retracted it. That Sunday bill in Congress in America. Clear, my friends. And what was the call back then? Country living. And we are saying, wait until Sunday law? <laughs> AD 66 has already come. Marco Rubio, what is Marco Rubio promoting? An economy for the common good. And who does Marco Rubio, a Republican senator, so not only Democrats pushing Sunday for climate change, Republicans on the other hand, Sunday for the economy, common good, he quoted from from four popes, he quoted Rerum Novarum, a pope's encyclical. That is the highest authority in the Roman Catholic Church. And Rerum Novarum calls for Sunday rest through the states, the countries, the nation by law. The sign is already here. Do you know what Sister White says? These calamities are going to become more and more frequent and disastrous. That's, that's the Lord speaking through his, his messenger. Let's go on the other side of the spectrum. The devil spoke through the Pope. The devil spoke through Bill Gates saying, COVID-19 was pandemic number one. And pandemic number two is on the horizon. Since pandemic number one was so draconian, can you imagine what's going to happen when pandemic number two comes? And number three and number four? When are we to get ready? Not on a country living. Come out of bondage from the city into the country. Out of bondage having your own food in the country. Out of bondage out of financial debt. Out of bondage out of sin. The sign has come already. Marco Rubio, past Marco Rubio. Let's stay in America for a minute. What about New Jersey? With your Sunday blue laws ready to be reactivated. And we're wondering, has the sign come as yet? You remember this video? New Jersey? New Jersey? Further. 
since I, I covered this, let me move on. My time is going. What are church leaders about to influence state leaders to enact? Oh, my friends, Sunday, rest by law, because you're telling us the, co the coronavirus pandemic, a judgment from God. What do we need to rest on Sundays? There it is, my friends. There it is, my friends. It, it's clear. For those who want to see, I won't spend much time and reiterate these. What? Now, let's leave America. Let's go to the Caribbean. What about Jamaica? Sunday shopping ban to combat coronavirus. One of the Pope's twin crises. He told us that. Climate change and coronavirus. Pestilences are my twin crises to bring about, to bring about, to usher in my twin institutions. Sunday rest and spiritualism. Come back, Christian. Thank you. Back to the screen. Jamaica. Won't spend time there. Now, what about in the Philippines? We cover these. And even though these policies, Sunday shopping ban, church and state union may be retracted, they remain on the books. God is showing us what could have been. AD 66, Cestius, what should have been if it weren't for the mercy of Jesus Christ? Saying, my children, get ready, get ready, get ready, be ready, get others ready. Uh, an ominous crisis is here. All right, Peru, Panama. Friends, I'm hurrying. I'm simply reminding you of this. Belize. I won't play these videos. We covered this before. In the Cayman Islands. Cayman Islands. You know, friends, I was having, hold on, one quick testimony. I must close. I don't want to go too long. I must close. I was having, conducting a Bible study class last evening, Sunday evening with the Bible study candidates for baptism. And there's a, bro a family from the Cayman Islands. And he gave, the, the husband, gave his testimony saying, Pastor, in the Cayman Islands, it's difficult to grow food. Why? Because in the Cayman Islands, we import, we import the majority of our food. So what would you do in a crisis? Simply a question. And friends, if that is incorrect, I stand corrected. That is a testimony I receive. All right, can we move on? Cayman Islands. Let's go to, the, to Europe. Albania. Cyprus. Sunday shopping ban. Slovenia. This is March 20th. Slovenia. But look at this. April 29, 2020, Slovenia again, Sunday shopping ban, with whom now? The trade unions. Trade unions will bring on a time of trouble such as never was, says the Bible and the spirit of prophecy. The sign, singular, has come already. Get out of bondage. It's time for the exodus. Croatia, 
we covered this before just recently greece recently come back to the to the western hemisphere puerto <laughs> puerto puerto rico it's clear my friends let's come back to america oswego county what more can i show you my friends we are here then we come back most recently in kansas city missouri 10 10 10 rule contact tracing army contact tracing army my friends the sign is here the army is here the sign is here for the exodus oh my friend what more can i say even in california Oregon, don't pass over Oregon. Churchgoers must register with the government. Churchgoers now. Okay, friends, let me close right here. What more can I say? If You know, friends, I'm glad that there are a group of people who are being awakened. And that's why we have to repeat the sign as they repeat in history, in current events. So those who were asleep in the first watch, second watch, third watch, may be awakened just as we have the opportunity to be awakened in the first, second, or third watches. Does it make sense? All right, friends. Some are awakened, but others, let me tell you something. If you are not awakened now, it's a high possibility your time has passed. Send in your prayer request. Let's pray. Friends, remember, God says in Romans 8.21, His people will get out of bondage. He can do it. Believe it. Start praying. Start fasting. Start your search. Not based on what is in your bank account, but based on God's promises. God will deliver. Did He deliver some people who were in bondage in the time of Moses? What did they have? They had nothing. But our God delivered. We must sing the song. I'm getting excited. Elated. We must sing the song of Moses. The song of the Lamb. Since God did that for them. Friends, he would do it for us. Believe it. Faith is the victory that overcometh the world. Father in heaven. We thank you for this midday power surge. Save us, we pray. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Maranatha.